welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. And Mike Gustavovich. Hey, what's up? And uh, today we are going to cap out and finish off the wide receivers, these rookie, rookie wide receivers. Now we are in part three of the, our review here. So these guys are not as enticing as the other guys we talked about, but there is still some gems here in the late rounds there of is. Uh, picking. And, you know, we're going to cover from the fourth round on to the seventh, and we're going to talk about a couple undrafted guys. And for me, two of these undrafted guys I like way more than a lot of these guys taking in this anywhere from the fourth to the seventh round. Um, so let's jump right in with the first guy taken in the fourth round, six overall in the fourth round, Bruce Ellington by the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, guy stands 5'9", 197. Um, and, you know, he's going to San Fran, and he has really good hands, and he'll probably start on special teams. Um, he's going to be behind Crabtree, Bolden, Stevie Johnson, Quentin Patton. So he's kind of fifth on the depth chart right out the gates. Um, fourth rounds and somewhere you take somebody that's not somebody uber high enough where you have to worry about him playing anytime soon um and what worries about bruce ellington is like his whole career he only had 106 career catches for 1586 in yards and 16 touchdowns that was his whole collegiate career so it's not like he has a lot of production to go off of in college it's not like there's a lot of tape out there on him as well um so bruce ellington san fran somebody that i'm not really big on at all I'm pretty indifferent to that guy. I think I believe he was a basketball player. Yes. And um, he just converted, right? Is that is that correct? And like he just went full time into football and stopped playing basketball. He realized he was five foot nine and said, "Hey, you know what? I'm not going to be playing some football. Not going to be a point guard. Maybe I can get drafted in the fourth round by the San Fran Forty Niners." So I think there's some developmental upside. I mean, if you're getting drafted in the fourth round after really only committing one year to you know being a full-on football player i think that's pretty decent but yeah, and the 49ers i mean like they have some good name guys but they're older i mean you know right. so yeah bolden's no not there forever who knows what happens tv johnson they just right. trade a fourth rounder for him as well and quinn Patton's a big question mark yeah so i think like you know you got to know going into it you're taking a guy in the fourth round it's developmental you're not going to see your return on investment probably you know right away i i think someone i would take a, a shot at if Depending on who's a, who else is available, I wouldn't like totally uh, skip out on him. Oh, no, nah, he's not off my draft board, but he's just somebody I'm not really big on. I guess. I mean, that's I'd rather start to get like you know I'm starting to like kind of get onto some of these uh, rookie tight ends here. Yeah, I I don't know. For me, I, someone I wouldn't totally skip over. I but I at the same time wouldn't reach for him. I'm not like he's not one of those sneak prospects. I feel like so. Definitely not sneaky by any means. No. Matt, what were you just trying to show me over there? Uh, I think we skipped Jalen Saunders. Oh. I think he was drafted fourth in the fourth round. But Okay. Yeah, we'll, sorry. we'll go back to Jalen Saunders here. I did, I did skip him on my list here. Sometimes I can't read my own handwriting. Uh, yeah, but Bruce Allenton, I mean, he's somebody, he's going to be like a, well, I mean, what do you guys think? Fourth round rookie draft? Third round rookie draft? I think he's probably fourth round myself. I think there'll be people, you know, falling all over themselves to get whatever running backs are left there at the third and you know yeah yeah i uh, could quarterbacks see, I could and see stuff maybe like someone taking them in the third i would say end of third early fourth yeah see not me i, I mean this in that, in that round i'm looking at like you know tight ends you know like like colt Lerla. 
you know, if he stays on Green Bay, he's somebody I'd rather take a risk on, something like that. Even like maybe like something like a Jarek McKinnon uh, in Minnesota, somebody like, like I'd rather take a risk on than some of that, yeah. like, somebody like him. Personally, just my own yeah. personal belief. Right, that's what I, I mean. Like, those, I think there's higher upside guys still available in the third round of this year's draft where, where he'll be in the fourth there in the fourth round. Yeah, so, I mean, he'll go there. He was drafted by San Fran, and he was taken in the fourth round, so he'll be up on some of these big boards um, as well. Some again, I'm not, I'm not really big on. You guys are kind of okay on him. Um, and the guy taken right before him, Jalen Saunders, for the Jets, you know, five foot nine, 165, pretty comparable to uh, Ellington, just a lot, lot lighter. Um, runs a 4-4-4. I might have skipped him for a reason. He's going to the Jets. It's not somebody again. He's again somebody. I'm really bullish on those really small receivers. Um, I don't think they help your fantasy teams really well. And Jalen Saunders is really small. I completely agree. Yeah, I'm not high on this guy. Oklahoma. Yeah, I would just general, like, I'm not Yeah, I would him. pass on him. Yeah, also. we have him 57th on our overall big board, so that puts him right around like late fifth. And he's again, he's somebody I wouldn't even. He's somebody I not even draft. I'm taking Lorenzo Talier Farrow over him. You know, for the Ravens and hope that you know. Absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, Ray Rice goes on a sucker punching spree of women, uh, and he gets a chance. But okay, I really don't hope that. But yeah, you know, I, I mean, again, I'd, I'd rather if I'm taking a risk on somebody that late, I'm taking risk on running backs, man, and hoping these guys get a shot and can kind of move out the boards. You know, Marion Grice, you know, not to Anthony Thomas by any means, but even somebody like a Joe Don Duncan tight end, you know, for the Patriots, some along those lines. So again, Bruce Allentown, guys along those lines, I'm not really that big on. Um, but now a receiver taken after them at four, the 18th pick in the fourth round, something I really like a lot. And I was kind of surprised that he was still there in the fourth round. And a lot of these guys went ahead of him. And Martavis Bryant for Pittsburgh. Really, really like this guy. He has a third-round grade uh, for me in, like, dynasty rookie drafts, even possibly late second. This guy's a really big guy. Uh, he's 6'4", 211. His only competition, you know, obviously Antonio Brown's a staple there. But, you know, they have Marcus Wheaton, who's real fast. And Lance Moore might play on the outsider in the slot, but I really Martavis Bryant's coming in. He's the biggest receiver they have in Pittsburgh out the gates. Yeah, I read something that he he might he might start opening day. So. I read the same thing, which is huge if you're going to get a, a starter, you know, with someone that's going to start, you know, and later in the draft. That's huge. They've had a pretty good track record uh, as of late picking yeah. these guys, these wide receivers later on in the draft right. and developing them. So I, yeah. I I do like his situation. I think he's. He's got the body type to be their, you know, outside receiver that they're looking for. And he, he's bump, just bump weeding inside, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I like me just somebody like when you know, just being a Hurricanes fan, when you just like, I guess like I can't say any one particular attribute stuck out, but like I, you noticed him when he played. You're like, oh, that dude's pretty good too, you know, because you're watching Sammy Watkins and Taj Boyd, and you know, throughout the years, the other running backs that they've had or whatnot. But it's like he. He stood out like, oh, that guy's really good too. So he's only had one year of like really. I mean, he's been here three years, but he's only had like one year of extensive work, and that was last year. Well, yeah, because all the other receivers yeah, that they've yeah, had. Yeah, were... you're not going to play over DeAndre Hopkins and no. Sammy Watkins. Right, exactly. Um, so, again, so. this guy could just be a huge, huge gem in the, like, you know, diamond in the rough here. Yeah, I, um, I like him. I would definitely, you know, if you're. He's somebody I would maybe reach on if you had to, you know. Real I mean? high if ceiling. You like, if you like him, yeah, because he might start opening day. So, right. I mean, his ceiling and his high, his reward is going to be way too much. No matter where he goes, it's going to be great value. Right. I mean, this guy has the potential to be, you know, a high end wide receiver too for your fantasy team, and you're going to be able to get him, you know, late third, 
round of your rookie draft, early third round of your rookie draft. Um, I mean, that's where I have him in the third round. I know if I had some, you know, again, he's one of those receivers. I'd rather have Martavis Bryant than Paul Richardson. Again, this is something I have valued higher. Right, exactly. Um, I mean, out of all the all out of all these receivers we're gonna be talking about in this out of that was drafted here, he's my number one receiver out of all the guys that were taken here. I I totally agree. Love his upside, yeah. man. Love his upside. He's one of those guys that could have if he would have went back to school, he could have kept that he could have kept that Clemson tradition of these high receivers getting taken going. Yeah, but you got to cash out when Taj your quarterback's gone, your other wide receiver is gone. You know, I mean, you have to cash out right there. Yeah, I mean, you understand why he did it, and he did, it worked out. He got selected in the fourth round, but he's somebody that has a talent with another year in college could have been a first a first round pick, an early second round pick at receiver. Uh, if he went back. So, again, Martavis Bryant, um, we can all agree that we're all kind of big on him, right? Yes, definitely. So where does he go in, in our third round? I think third round, yeah. Yeah. Third round, because, again, his upside's there, but, you know, you're going to take out a lot of these guys that we've talked about ahead of, you know, ahead of him. You know, we, again, we, we've talked about tons of receivers half, that we like. Top half of the third round? I think so, yeah. 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 Right. I think, okay. Again, I think, and I think whoever gets him is going to be that person, like, wow, I got Martavis Bryant in the third round. I can't believe what a draft that was. You mm-hmm. know? He, he's one of the... He's one of those players that if you get in the third round, could put a really good exclamation point on your year I was, drafted. I was just thinking that like when you go home and you're looking at your draft, you're like, oh, dude, that was sweet. My mm-hmm. draft looks good. That will make your draft look good. You know? Yeah. Because the first two picks are probably going to look good in your mind regardless. So when you get that that stamp on the third you a, round, that's... You have a mid-round pick and you come away, like you come away like, man, I came away with my first three picks, Odell Beckham, Terrence West, and Martavis Bryant. Like, I feel yeah. good. Yeah, those exactly. are three potential starters that can come in and really make my team a championship caliber team. Again, he's the, he's the guy I like the most out of all these guys. So let me ask you a question. What do you have against Jets uh, rookie wide receivers? Because you skipped uh, Shaq Evans, too. <laughs> <laughs> you hate the Jets. You hate, I hate the, the Jets, Jets yeah. man. I, well, you know, that's why you guys are here to keep me on my toes. Uh, and, yeah, Shaq, I mean. If, 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 if I don't, we're going to get. According to Rick. <laughs> apparently so, not. Yeah. If I don't, you know, we're going to get tweets about it or something. Yeah, so exactly. Oh, well, people love to tell us that we're wrong. Like, oh, do you even know? That guy's actually 30, 23 and a half, not yeah. 23. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, I, apparently I'm just down on the Jets. I'm down on Eric Decker going the Jets. I'm down on the Jets running game. I'm down on the Jets quarterback situation. I'm down on the Jets. Not down on Rex Ryan. I think Rex Ryan's an okay coach, but. Like, they're a team that's good in the NFL. Like, like they're a solid NFL team. You know, like, they just scrappy and they get it done. They go at 500 or something. I'm not really know? a big New York fan in general. Oh, whoa, whoa. whoa oh, so easy. there's a bias. I'm just saying, yeah, hey, geez. man, the Jets for me is just like, you know, they're a better NFL team than a fantasy That's false. I like, I like If you're a good player, it doesn't matter where you play. I mean, it, it, I, I don't really care where you play. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Well, let's talk about Shaq Evans. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll go back, you know, back it up a notch. I don't really like him. <laughs> me neither. Uh, me neither. I don't even know why you brought up both those guys. Shaq Evans. Don't draft him. Don't draft him. Uh, let's go on to Kevin Norwood, taken by another another Seattle uh, receiver taken here in the fourth round. Uh, much bigger than Paul Tumbleweed Richardson at 6'2", 198. Obviously needs to put on some weight if he's 198, 6'2". Um, and this is a guy he's never had. He played at Alabama. Kind of an Amari Cooper shadow. Never had more than 40 right. catches in a year. Um, he'll be 25 as a rookie, which yeah. is not a good sign. He had a good combine, though. Ran a 4 4 8. You know, so that's kind of For good. me, I got Evans, Norwood, Saunders, like back to back, all three in a row. Yeah. 53, 54, 55. 
I don't know. Not really into all three of them. Yeah. All three know. of these guys. I mean, again, all these guys we're going to be talking about are crapshoots. Now, again, there's some guys I do like here, and we'll make sure we point those ones out. But, again, fourth-round selection here, Kevin Norwood by the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, again, he has his size. He was a fourth-round selection. Might be somebody you're going to have to sit on for a while. Um, again, he's 25, so his clock is ticking quicker than others. If, if you're talking about 25-year-old rookie, I'm passing all the way. No, thank you. Yeah. Off my draft board. Peace out, Kevin. Yeah. And right. moving along. Have a good career in, uh, in retirement. And moving on to Ryan Grant, who was selected by the Washington. You know, Ryan, who would have thought Ryan Grant gave up as a running back and decided to enter back in college and come back out as a wide receiver? Uh, but it worked out because he was selected in the fifth round by the Washington Redskins. You know, six foot, <laughs> 199. Um, he's a great route runner, has good hands. Uh, Gruden says he already looks like a 10-year vet. Which is kind of, you know, so Gruden's already talking about this guy. So he's close to retirement then. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Kevin Norwood both. Uh, you know, he's behind, you know, he, again, this is a guy who's behind some people. Pierre, you know, Pierre Garçon, Deshaun Jackson, Andre Roberts. He's going to compete with Aldrick Robinson for some playing time. But, I mean, if your head coach is already talking about you in your fifth round pick, that's a good sign. Again, if you can run routes and you're quick and you have good hands, you can find yourself on the field. Definitely if somebody gets hurt. Um, Ryan Grant, to me, is definitely worth somebody that I would consider drafting in my rookie draft ahead of all those other guys as a stash and kind of just see, you know, when it's time to bring him up off my taxi squad, see if he's somebody I could kind of bring off. Again, most of these guys are guys you're not going to bring off. But Ryan Grant, again, he doesn't stand out to me, but he is draftable to me. And he should be on my draft board, and he, he is on my draft board. You guys are making faces over there like, I'll pass. Yeah, I'm <laughs> passing too. Well, so, you know, I say... One out of three ain't bad, though. I'll pass on I say go ahead, Ryan Grant. You go out there and line up, and you go play wide receiver, and you, you stop playing running back. The Packers threw you away, and Washington's picking you up. Way to go, RG. Uh, now, the next guy taken in the fifth round, the sixth overall pick in the fifth round, is somebody I liked a lot coming out. Still like him a lot. Devin Street out of Pittsburgh. See, this guy's got some upside. I like him a lot. <laughs> Very He's my upside. second wide receiver in this uh, that I like yes. out, outside of Bryant. Mm-hmm. Just another guy, you know, watching play against the Hurricanes. He was just a dude that just stood out like this guy's good and he's got good size and he's going to a good team. So that has a, a good offense. I, I like him. Yeah, he's got to put it on some pounds. He is a little slight Definitely there at 6'3", yeah. 198. Yeah, but, right. You know. <laughs> A little brittle, but uh, yeah, but he's tall, so definitely, yeah, yeah, he's got the height, which is nice, and and you know, he just needs to fill out some and of these, some of these younger Savage, guys. who's you know, they have that style, you know, like a good like right. pro style offense. I I like him. Um, he's, he's considered somebody one of the best invest. route runners, yeah. in this draft as well, which is a good sign as well. I mean, I think this is somebody that all three of us like to take a chance on later on in the draft. Right, they exactly. Have potential, round, high potential. Sure. Like if yeah. Devin Street's there for me in the fourth round, I'm like, oh, this is good value. Right, again, Devin again. Big receiver, 6'3", like Matt said, 198, has to put on some pounds. So really if you good go Bryant runner. in the third and Devin Street in the fourth, you're like, dude, this yeah. could be good. I'm, right? a, I'm telling everybody how, how good of a drafter I am and how much they sucked it up during the draft. And but how, if you go Shaq Evans and Kevin Norwood, you're like, mm. God, I think my draft sucked. <laughs> yeah, we're looking back like, can you believe Matt's strategy to got Jalen Saunders and Shaq Evans and... No, thank you. Some other turd for <laughs> Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Someone Devin worth Street's, investing in. Yeah. I, I have him as a fourth-round grade easily in a rookie draft. Um, again, he's going to need a little bit of time to develop. He's going to have to learn the system. I mean, he's got Terrence Williams, who I like a lot, too, to compete against. But, you know, Terrence Williams only had one year. He's a rookie last year, so he's no for sure thing either. And if Des Bryant gets another boo-boo, 
Uh, this is somebody that can come in and kind of help out again because he has a size to do it. And I'm a big fan of Devin Street as well. We all agree that he should be drafted on your fantasy team. Uh, moving on to the 36th pick in the fifth round, Jared Abridius to Green Bay, 6'1", 195. Not fast whatsoever, but has really good hands and can run routes. I mean, he's not slow. 4'5 is not like, you know, slow. It's, it's all right. Yeah, but he's an excellent, out, excellent route runner. Yes. Going to a great situation there in the Packers. I like this guy as well. I will agree. I like him as well. I'm buying. 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 Well. Good I mean, situation. You know, has a chance. Divine. You know. Now, again, I mean, this is, we have to see that what they do with Jordy Nelson, like we talked last week when we got into Devontae Adams, what they do with Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb is going to have a big thing to do with, you know, I mean, we might as well jump ahead to talk about these guys. We'll jump ahead to the seventh round because they took three receivers over. We already talked about Adams, but they took Jeff Janis as well in the seventh round. Um, you know, two different receivers. Jeff Janis is six foot three, two nineteen, ran a four four two at the combine. You know, so he's a big, fast receiver. Uh, and I know Matt has a really good theory. And usually, it's always the guy, other receiver taken before the first one that ends up being really good. It, for whatever reason, it seems like if they draft more than one guy and you know more than one wide receiver in one draft, it seems like the later ones seem to pan out more. I don't know if it's there's less pressure on them or or what, but maybe they get more a little bit more time to develop. Um, you know, because they're, they're they're getting reps, second team reps, where where you know like there's not a lot of pressure on them basically. So I don't know if that's it or not, but it seems like that's the way it works out. So. So we all liked, we always talked to we all like Devontae Adams. We like him a lot. And, you know, if they do bring back Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb both, that hurts that hurts Jeff Janis and Aberdeus tremendously. And, you know, Jared Boykin's on there and he showed he could kind of play. Oh yeah. A little bit as well. So again, this kind of, this might show us that they are willing to let both these guys they want to see how these guys kinda of in their rookie year, let both those guys go. But again, these are a lot of these are a lot of receivers you got a roster too. You still got a roster. Uh, Cobb, Nelson, uh, Devontae Adams, Jarrett Boykin, Jeff Janis, Aberdeus at six right there. I so, wouldn't reach too far, though, on Janis, though, just only because the Packers, like being one of those good teams, they have a lot of depth at wide receiver, and they've only invested a seventh-round pick in them. So that's what my I question. Mean, like, He's so, likely to end up on their practice squad is exactly. what it's going to end up being. So I, I wouldn't, like, you know, reach too far on him just because I, it, there's a little minimal investment. So here's you know. my question for you guys. Aberdeeris or Jan- Janice, which one do you, would you rather have on your dynasty team? Aberdeeris. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sway the other way, and I'm going to go Jeff Janice. I just, I mean, you're talking about a guy, a 6'3", 219, that runs a 4'4", And the big thing knocking him is he went to a really small school mm-hmm. um, at, you know, Sagina Valley. Saginaw Valley. Saginaw Valley. Um, and he was never tested. Yeah. And he, he needs a lot of coaching. And he's going to a really good spot where he doesn't, he can get a lot of good coaching and he can sit for a while. And again, he has the skill set and the tools to really succeed. And he could be, in a far fetched way, he could end up being a number one receiver. Those are the kind of tool sets he has. Uh, and he's in a really good spot. So far fetched. I just like. I like Jeff Janice's ceiling way more than I like Jared Aberdeer's ceiling. And for where we're going to be drafting these guys, I'm taking a guy with the higher ceiling. Then, I mean, Aberdeer's, you're hoping he turns into a wide receiver three for your fantasy team. And that's where I kind of see him. He's not, he's not somebody that's going to really like kind of break away. So you um, have Janice rated higher, like on your board? 
Probably not. Oh, okay. Probably not. But if I had to redo my boards now after, you know. Talking it out. Because we did our boards after they got drafted. Yeah. You know, right after the draft. Mm -hmm. And the more I think about it, the more we talk. Yeah, we talk it out in here. Yeah. If I, again, the only way I could do it is who would I draft first? Yeah. And if you're telling me between Jeff Janis and Aberdeus, where one was taking the fifth, one in the seventh, I'm taking Jeff Janis. Again, I'd rather sit on the upside. I'd rather sit for two years. Either way, if I cut either of these guys where I'm drafting them in the fifth round or on, it's no big loss to me. Not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm taking a guy that has, you know, again, I'm taking a bigger receiver, the faster receiver, and going with the upside. Fair enough. And then three years telling you guys I told you so. And we'll, three years from now, we're looking at the book of like, who the hell is Jeff Janis? Jared Everdeers. So, yeah, those are the Green Bay guys that are still left on the board. Um, let's go up to the sixth round. You know, after that, in the ninth pick in the sixth round, uh, Tampa Bay took Robert Heron. Uh, again, this guy's real small, 5'9", 193. The, the team hopes he could be a slot receiver. He runs a 4'4'8". Um, he's competing with Lavelle Hawkins, Lewis Murphy, so his competition's not really talented. No, not at all. Chris Owosu. Um, you know, and I, I've read comps on him being he's compared to Odell Beckham. And some had him a third round, fourth round grade, but he's just not as good as a route runner. Like, his skill set, his body type is compared to, like, an Odell Beckham. But obviously not nearly as good. Odell Beckham was taken 12th overall, and this guy was taken in the sixth round. Um, but, again, he's one of the smaller. I mean, he's obviously the smallest receiver out of Tampa Bay. Those guys Yeah, that's where I think, like, that might be a nice little offset for them. I, I'm kind of, like, slightly buying into him just for, the, like, the change of pace. Everybody, slot. Yeah, right, you know. He just disappears between all those. That's it. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, like, you have Vincent Jackson. And I read Aaron Jenkins and Mike Evans, and you have little, you know, you have little uh, Robert Heron here in the slot. He could be a nice little PPR guy, right? And I don't, I, I read some like decent articles that made him sound like pretty good, you know, like someone that you would for for a late pick, right? Fifth, mm-hmm. sixth round, whatever, you know, someone versus You're some buying. of the other guy. Yeah, I would take a chance. I'm on buying, him. Matt. You buying? Eh, I'm kind of eh. eh, eh. with the guy. You know, okay. I don't know. So I, two and a half. Yeah, two and a half stars. All right, <laughs> two and a half men. One one and a half lady over there, uh yeah. So Robert Heron, you got two and a half. You got two and a half of us buying here. Uh so Robert Heron should be on your boards. We can agree. Moving on to the thirteenth pick in the sixth round, T.J. Jones in Detroit, six foot, one hundred eighty eight pounds, has sure hands, and he's going to compete with you know the I can never ever stay healthy Ryan Broyles for the slot position. Uh again, should he, be easy. Yeah, and he, this is guy going to a good offense. And if he can if he can grab that slot position, then he's worth an own. And he's worth a draft. So he's definitely on my board just for that position alone. I'll agree. I'm buying. I agree. I'm buying. Yeah. TJ Jones, Robert Heron, back to back buys. Moving on. The fourteenth pick in the sixth round, Matt Hazel, taken by the Dolphins, six one, one ninety eight. And he will be competing with Rashard Matthews out there in Miami. Uh now I got a little, I got a little hooked on the Rashard Math- Matthews last year a little bit. Actually, kind of cost me down the run in one league. I got, I started to buy into Rashard Matthews. I, I liked what he was doing. Just he's inconsistent. So, just from what I watched last year, I would like to see a little bit more on Matthews. If he's competing with Matthews, I'm personally taking Rashard Matthews over Matt Hazel to win that job. That's just me. Yeah, hey, I'm not really into Hazel. I, I'm not either. Yeah. yeah, it's just let's move on. And Matt Hazel, we are. Three sellers. So if you take Matt Hazel, good luck with that. 
Moving on to the 20th pick in the sixth round, Walt Powell in Arizona, six foot, 189, runs a four six three forty. That says it all for me. This guy is Adios. off the board. Yeah, no Will thanks. not be drafted. If you guys draft him, then you guys have some serious issues. Take him off the board. Doesn't matter that he was drafted in the sixth round. Uh, the 33rd pick in the sixth round was Quincy Inua. Hey, you didn't skip him. Ah, first Jet guy I didn't <laughs> skip today. Want to know why? Because he's six two two twenty five. That's why. You know, he has 34, uh, he's a 34 game starter in college. He has a size. He runs a four, four, five. So he is fast and he has 12 touchdowns as a senior. Um, he's really good after the catch and he's going to a spot where the knee receivers, Quincy Nua is somebody that I am buying on out of all the other jet receivers that they took. He might be the guy I like the most going into the jets. Nebraska. I don't know. Nah. Yeah, I'm going to say no. I, I There's other guys I like I would take a, a risk on late in the draft. Again, I mean, this guy's a late-round pick, so he's somebody that I'm buying. Like, he's yeah. one of those guys, like, the last pick. I don't know how many, you know, picks you guys have on your rookie draft. Uh, but, you know, if you if you run a deep league, you have a fifth or sixth-round pick. He's somebody that I would say take a flyer on. And he's somebody I'm buying on. So we have one buy, two sells. I'm buying. I'm I'm taking the size. I'm taking a 4-4 uh, speed, and I'm going to roll with it. Uh Next guy taken in Baltimore, 5'9", 192, runs a 4'4", 6", is Mike Campanero. Uh, again, I mean, after Torrey Smith, Jacoby Jones, and Steve Smith, who is at the end of his career, the wide receiver spot's wide open. So this guy has a chance to stick in Baltimore. I believe they traded up for him as well. Which, Did they? Yeah. And I'm buying. They, yeah. I like him. One of those guys, uh, you know, I'm down with the ACC. He's another dude that's stuck. He, he stood out. He's very good. I mean, for years, he's been, I, I want to say he's a four-year starter, maybe not, but he's been around for a long time just making plays. He's just, he's a crafty guy, gets open, makes a lot of catches. So you like him a lot? I, you know. For hey, where he's going. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, for, compared to all these other guys right. we're talking about, I don't like, I would never take him more than the six-round pick. I don't you know, know enough I mean? about him, so I'm going to put a little note here. So yeah. Mike loves oh, Mike gee. Campanero. Yeah, well, I just think he's going to a good situation also, and I just think he's he's crafty. I he's, I like him. Yeah, you got to like guys that are in good situations again. I like him, too. I mean, I think, I think he can learn a thing or two from Steve Smith, like you were saying, which is, you know, he's. Very similar in size to him, so yeah, that'd be good. That'd, that'd be a good guy to teach you up a little bit. Right. I'm incomplete on Mike Campanero. I literally have no opinion on him whatsoever. I didn't really watch any tape on him. I don't know a whole lot about him, but I do like his situation, and I will always take Mike's word for it when it comes to ACC guys. And if Mike says the buy, then I am going to be a buyer as well. And I I'll just be interested like late round. You know, don't right. go too crazy. But if he's there, I I don't know. It's Mike's sneaky way of saying yeah. he's going to try to take him in the fifth. Yeah, <laughs> he's got. An I mean, extra I, would, fit. I might take him in the sixth round, yeah. which is Mike saying he's going to take him in the fifth. <laughs> take him in the right. Hey, take him in the sixth round, Rich. All right, my, all right, Mike. Little little note right here. Uh, moving on, James Wright. Seventh, twenty-fourth pick in the seventh round, barely got drafted. Six one, two three. See, this guy's a pure special teamers. Um, he he didn't even have a reception his whole entire senior year, and he only had 80, 18 catches as a junior. This guy's a special teams guy. Lucky to make the roster. Cincinnati has enough receivers; they don't need this guy uh, coming in there and messing up what they got going on. I am nowhere near him as a buyer, and he's off my draft board. I agree. I don't think I even had him on my draft board originally. I had to put him on there after the draft. How can the guy with the last name right be so wrong? Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Tevin. James. Uh set the right after him went Tevin Reese in San Diego. He's five foot nine, 170 pounds, went to Baylor, pure vertical guy. Uh 
no, 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 sir, for me as well. Yeah, no thanks. No, thank you. Plenty other guys that I would take chances on. Plenty. The last receiver taken in the NFL draft at the 29th pick by the New England Patriots stands at five foot eight, 184 put, 184 pounds out of Michigan, Jeremy Gallon. Uh, his best chance to make this is him watching Julian Edelman tape and playing in the slot is his best chance. Real small guy. I believe he can possibly do it. I mean, they've done it before. They've turned quarterbacks into, you know, effective slot receivers. It's yes. a I like big him. time position for them. Him. Yeah, I would draft him too. I would draft him if I had the last pick in the whole entire draft, maybe. I mean, that's right. I mean, I'm really kind of in between now. I've watched a lot. Of, I mean, he's good. I don't know. I tend to he's watch him. He's a scrappy little games. player. Yeah. yeah, he's a scrappy guy, kind of similar to uh, Campanero. I like him. I think Is his last name due? Then I don't care how scrappy he is. I'm not really a big fan. <laughs> I'm like, what the? It's like the comedy hour over here this week. <laughs> I have no idea where you're going with that either. Yeah, yeah I mean, you don't know Scrappy Doo? I do like Scrappy Doo. Do. I just didn't know where you're going with that. Where would you put Scrappy Doo on your big board? Yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd, take, a, I'd take a chance on Right behind Scooby. I think he's an undrafted free agent. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little small. Yeah. He's got Let's, a lot of fight, though, in him. <laughs> Let's move on to some a couple undrafted free agents. My number one undrafted free agent, and a guy that I like um, ahead of a lot of these guys, I'd probably take him right after Devin Street. Um, is Brandon Coleman. You know, this guy is six foot six. He went to the state, you know, Saints. He's extremely raw. Uh, but I mean, the guy's huge. I mean, he he needs to be coached up and he needs he needs to learn how to run routes. But I mean he's going with Sean Payton. He's going to New Orleans. I mean, you can talk about a guy that's six six that with a good speed, I mean, the guy's really fast. You can't teach six foot six, man. That's mm-hmm. just ridiculous. I like him. He's my highest rated undrafted free agent overall. Mine and as well. Like, you know, when you're talking about some of those other guys that were drafted in the seventh round, like James Wright, Tevin Reese, and all these other guys, it's like I would just much rather just take a chance with your last pick, which odds are it's they're not going to make, you know, they're they're not going to be anything. I would just rather take a chance on Brandon Coleman versus some of those other guys that we talked about that we passed on earlier. Just so. It's got some good, motiva- good good motivation there, too. You got, you know, uh, Colston on Hostra, and, you know, he's another big receiver that can kind of, hey, man, you know, I was I, I was coming on Hostra, and nobody paid attention to me either. This is what you need to do. This is how I found success. So, you know, you have the tool, you have the size, the speed to go up there and succeed. Drew Brees is extremely accurate. He'll put the ball where you need it to be. If this guy can come in and you know, take a year or two and be coached up. He could be something that could be like a wide receiver too for your dynasty team. And I see him as like you were saying last round pick. I see him as more like a fifth round pick. Uh, and if you really want to gamble late fourth round pick in a dynasty no. rookie draft, no thanks. Buddy. I'm not taking undrafted no guys. No way, board. man. Come on, right? No not way. this year. Don't, okay, don't get year. fooled. All right. <laughs> All right. What about Ladamian Washington? Another undrafted free agent. He's my second uh, undrafted free agent. Got another guy. Six four man, uh, he's really fast. Runs a four four six. He needs coached up. He needs to refine his route running capabilities. Um, but he was a two year starter out of Missouri. Um, he's 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 only one hundred ninety five pounds, so he needs to add some weight at six four. He needs to add some weight so he can be a little bit more aggressive because that light frame has in college at Missouri it causes him to be a little bit passive going to get the balls. Um, so I think adding some more weight and muscle might give him a little bit more confidence as well. For his big frame in uh, Dallas. Yeah, him and Devin Street need to go up to the buffet and uh, start putting on the pounds there. <laughs> the two of them could be something if they, you know, pack on the LB. I have no opinion. I yeah. don't know. I, 
there's for me other guys I would I like better. So. Yeah, I mean, again, an undrafted guy that you're going to be taking late. Yeah, again, but he's just somebody that I mean, these are all guys that take over almost all these seventh round picks. These like late round picks. Oh, I definitely have him higher than the guys that we had talked about that got drafted. Yeah, for the, sure. The, the but the there's guys, guys all, I like. The guys better. that we're all passing on. Right. That, yeah. I do have him higher than that. And the only other undrafted guy, I don't know. I mean, for me on my list, I don't know if you guys have any on your list, but it's Cody Hoffman. Um, somebody that I'm not really in love with in Washington, 6'4", you know, uh, 223. Has good hands, but, I mean, he runs a 4'5", but I just don't see anything special out of his game. He just might be a low-end wide receiver three, like is what I see a ceiling as. So, you know, again, he'd be somebody I'd draft if I had, like, the last pick in a draft and he's just sitting out there but like, I'll take a gamble on somebody like him. After I watch that guy's tape, I'd be real surprised if he made that team. I don't know. That I just bad? yeah, I just don't like his game. Yeah, it's just a name I want to throw out there. Yeah. I like his I'm size and saying, everything, yeah. but when I watched him play, he was like a lazy blocker. He wasn't great coming off the line. I I just I don't know. Nothing great about that guy for me. Yeah, I'm not, you know. Is there any uh undrafted guys that you guys like that I mentioned? Not really. I think we nailed the, the two that we, yeah. we nailed it. Yeah. Oh, bring it in, guys. High five. We nailed this one. Yeah. I want to be a homer and talk about Alan Hearns, but I won't. So. Well, that's well, your that's man. your sneak guy. Man. Mike always drafts his Miami guy. Just uh, one guy. Drafts. Like he's just a pros pro. I'll tell you, he for a bad how bad Miami's been over the last four years offensively. Dude's put up a lot of stats, man. Fourth, he's fourth all time for this past season. Put up the fourth most receiving yards in Hurricanes history. With a bad offense, dude, just a pro. He works hard. And correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the Jaguars did they poach somebody off the Florida? Um, I mean the Miami uh, coaching staff. Yeah, their offensive coordinator. Okay, so, that's what yeah. I thought. That's why I, I thought there was a connection between Hearns and the, yeah. and the new offensive Wait, coordinator. In Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah Hearns in in Jacksonville. They got Stephen Morris also. If anyone cares, but he'll make their practice squad maybe. Right. That's what I I had read something about that. That's what I thought. So. Alan Hearns, you has a chance to make the roster. Uh, I don't know. He and might just he as, might just as to, much as yeah. all these other guys that we talked well, about. For sure, you're drafting, right? There's no, some, there's I would some rather familiarity take, though with the yeah, offense. Yeah, I would rather least. take like Campanero just because you know if I'm making a comparison, yeah. you know. But I, mean, I know, love, I know how those last picks you love. Like I'm taking a Hurricane just because he's a Hurricane. Sometimes I do that when the drafts are like real weak, like when I took Javaris James and stuff, but he did score some touchdowns that one year for the Colts. But, you know, sometimes the drafts weak this year, probably it won't happen just because I think the draft's it's a little bit deep. deeper. But I do like Hearns, I think. I, I think he's just a pro's pro. I think he'll put in a lot of hard work and maybe it'll work. Yeah. So, guys, I mean, just know, I mean, a lot of these guys that we talked about, a lot of these guys are going to be erased from the memory by the end of this year. But again, this, just to recap, guys, like, you know, Martavis Bryant and Devin Street and, Mike, you know, these guys like Mike Campanero and Quincy Inua, uh and Brandon Coleman. These are guys that should be on your boards. They should be selected. And these guys that might be able to contribute, no matter, even though they were drafted way later. Um, so, again, we'll be updating our, our big boards all year long. Make sure you get on DynastyNerds.com. They'll be checking it out, uh, using our forums for questions, helping you along the way, trade questions. You know, you never know when people are trying to get over on these trades, definitely for the guys that are new to Dynasty. Uh, the worst thing I always see is when these guys are new to Dynasty and they, they join the existing leagues, and you see all the other team owners just pounce on them immediately, trying to completely take a, you know, advantage of them. And, Fresh meat. Yeah, and that's really on the job of the commissioner to make sure that that guy doesn't get taken advantage of because we see, every time we see somebody get new one of our Dynasty leagues, people just, he gets like, man, I got like a thousand trade offers for, mm-hmm. you know, I got I ever got offered Frank Gore for a first round pick. That's good, right? No, 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 mm-hmm. don't do it. 
So, yeah, make sure you get down there and check it out. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. The podcast has been doing extremely, extremely well. Thanks to you guys uh, for all the downloads. We appreciate all the reviews. And if you have time to get on the iTunes and give us a good, uh, honest review and let us know what you think and give us a rating. It helps us get out there to more people. And, again, I mean, the podcast has been really taking off. Uh, it's been doing better than I thought it would from the get-go. And we're glad we're out there to, be able to help you guys out. And, again, make sure you get on DynastyNerds.com, DynastyNerds.com, DynastyNerds.com. Hit us up on Twitter. You can hit us up on the site at Dynasty Nerds. You can hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. And we'll be happy to uh, answer all your questions to get ready for the season. And next week we'll be coming back and we're going to get into the rookie running backs. So this should be yeah. really fun. Uh, way funner than these late round uh, rookie wide receivers. So we, I think it's probably going to take about two episodes to do the running backs most likely. But it's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of talent out there. You know, it's way different when you get into the six rounds with these running backs and these undrafted running backs because these guys have the, t- you know, the potential to shine. Yeah, uh, the running backs, there's a chance to find, like, legit players yes. versus the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays, if you're a second-round running back, you might as well be a top-ten pick in the first round because you're going to start. Right. You're going to play. Uh, well, unless you're Jeremy Hill. Uh, but besides that, we'll talk about Jeremy Hill next week. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Thanks, Later. guys.